Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, apparently the number, the number of days that it is acceptable to discriminate against white journalists in the city of Chicago is two days. (laughs) Two days is what the defense of Lori Lightfoot is saying, what her attorneys are saying is she's been sued by Project Veritas and the what the Daily Caller Foundation or what have you uh, for only granting interviews. She said this. She openly, blatantly said this that she was only granting interviews to to black minority BIPOC BIPOC journalists. No white journalists allowed. And when pressed on this in court, she said her attorney said that she only only embrace that policy for two days. I guess this is like Lori Lightfoot's version of the purge. Purging journalistic rooms, journalism rooms of white reporters so that she can discriminate against them. Anyway, we've got some sound bites from that. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Facebook, Twitter, still off YouTube. I don't know. This I thought it was a two-week deal. Maybe it's a permanent deal. Who knows? They make the rules up as they go anyway. It's good to be here. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. But this, you know, as, as I've been looking and, and preparing and thinking about things this morning, I mean, the, the Democrats have been in power federally, talking about federally, or in the case of Mayor Lightfoot, for some time, uh, for many years, decades, in fact, for the city of Chicago. But but nationally, on the federal level, they've only been in power since January 20th. Folks, this is going to be one heck of a journey for us. They've already embarrassed the media. I don't know if you've watched any of the G7 Summit, the dog and pony show that that was. In fact, I saw the Babylon Bee. Oz told me the other day that the there was a headline of the Babylon Bee, something along the lines of world leaders who destroyed economies are gathering to figure out how to fix world's broken economies, <laughs> which is pretty much what we've got, right? And we, we had world leaders who completely shut down everything for as long as they decided it was necessary arbitrarily in many cases under the guise of, of COVID-19. And I mean, we're still, we're just now, in fact, that's that's what this, this interview with Lori Lightfoot that I'm going to play a soundbite from here in a bit. She was interviewed by a white journalist on CNN, white journalist. So I guess this proves demonstrably beyond a shadow of a doubt that her time of segregating herself and punishing journalists for being white comes to an end after only a couple of days. Again, as I said off the top, her version of, I guess, the purge. A couple days a year, you can purge the 
your media room of anyone who is not a minority. Sounds like a fantastic route to go on. She thinks this, this is admirable, by the way. But the media is becoming embarrassed of some of the things they're saying. They're embarrassed by Vice President Kamala Harris. They have to be embarrassed by Lori Lightfoot. I don't know. They might they might think it's admirable. They might think it's it's praiseworthy that they, the white liberals in the media, have been have been targeted, have been discriminated against. This might compl- this might fall right into line with their white guilt. You might find this in their Twitter bios. I was I was banned from Mayor Lightfoot's media appearances or what have you. I wasn't allowed to speak with her because of my my race. Thinking these things are good. And again, I mentioned the G7 summit. Did you see? So there, someone had taken pictures, of course. The, the the staged photo ops had these world leaders sitting about 50 feet apart. Of course, I'm exaggerating for hyperbolic effect. But you can imagine the, the, the angle on this camera, the, the, the lens, I should say, that was necessary to generate the wide angle to capture everyone in the picture had to be rather uh, rather large because the, the, the world leaders were nowhere close to one another. But yet as soon as the cameras were turned off, masks came off, hugs ensued, social distancing was just a thing that they were telling people that they were going to abide by. It's it's despicable to watch this stuff. It's as though either there's a couple of things going on here. A, there's a complete arrogance and condescension that they have rules for thee and not for me. There's also this notion that they've got to show you how to behave. Let's show people. Just like on, if you're watching any of the say the NBA playoffs, you see players putting masks on on the sidelines, going to the bench. I think in some places they're still sitting in rows and they're isolated from one another, but yet they'll go out on the court and take each other down to the post. This never made any sense, never at all. I'm wanting to know what Dr. Fauci thinks about this. I'm sure, however, he'll focus on the symbolism of the mask, which is still going on. You have a crowd full of people now, at least filling up, which thankfully is heading in that direction. But then the reporters come on. I I think they still have their masks on. Same thing happened here at the G7. The G7, the leaders of the world, when they know that it's a photo op, when they know it's something that's going to be plastered on the front pages of news sites and newspapers and everything else, they put their masks on, they separate And they go about their business in such a way as to look like they're being safe and they want you to see it. They want you to, oh, practice what you're seeing from these just wonderful leaders, wonderful people who are there to save us from ourselves. The second the cameras are turned off, these jokers are hugging. They're talking closely. I mean, Biden's there, so we know he's hugging on everybody, sniffing their hair and everything else. Or if Biden sniffs Trudeau's hair, is that maybe he does? I don't know. But you, this, that's what happens. The hypocrisy is is thick, and it's right there for anybody who wants to see 
And that, by the way, is the definition. Hypocrisy is one who pretends to be something he's not. It's not necessarily someone who says and does something and then tries to correct, tries to correct, you know, say, you know, they say you shouldn't do this and they themselves get caught. I understand that that has a, a, that's not a good thing, but that's not the same as pretending. People can make mistakes. Pretending, these folks are pretending to act and live their lives in such a way so as to make sure COVID doesn't spread so that the world can see it and they can be praised and adored and all that sort of stuff. But the cameras go off, they're hugging, and like I say, Biden sniffing hair and everything else. But let's go back to the mayor of Chicago here. I want to make sure I play this because I want you to hear this. It's just, it's it's ridiculous to me. And we'll get to Kamala Harris being, I don't, I don't want to say attacked in the media, but the media is is perplexed. The media, how bad is it for the media to actually say that her performance on the world stage when going to Guatemala, Central America, uh, was was cringeworthy? CNN actually said that. Cringeworthy performance. So here is, before we get to that, though, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, mayor of Chicago who broke her own, her own COVID rules by – during, you know, during COVID, she went and got her hair done because she has to look good in the press conferences. She said this. She's on TV a lot, so she can break her own rules. And she's one of many politicians, mayors, governors. I mean, the list is so long, I can barely keep out. Typically, or keep up, typically these folks are Democrat, but yet some are Republican. As I mentioned here before, Holcomb ran down to Brown County while the rest of us were supposed to hunker down and stick together as Hoosiers, but he can go down and stay at the cabin with the family. That's A-OK. This is just the way politicians politicians work. But Lori Lightfoot decided she would get her hair done because, hey, after all, she's the mayor, man. She's the mayor of Chicago. She doesn't need She doesn't need to follow the rules that were designed for all the you know, simpletons out there for all the people that are not on TV, for all the people who are not making, not making decisions on how to keep uh, at that point in time for her Chicagoans safe and so forth. She's got to get out there and get her hair done. She's got to look good on television. And this, again, this should be embarrassing to anyone who covers this. This should be embarrassing for anyone who makes excuses for these jokers, but yet It's the common thread here. So now here she is sitting with a white journalist. I have to point that out because she's the one who wouldn't talk to white journalists for some period of time. Now, if she would have said, I don't want to talk to CNN journalists, I might understand that. MSNBC, I I can follow the logic there. But white journalists, why don't you want to talk to a journalist? Because of their skin color. Does that seem like... Something that should be praised and adored and admired? Does that sound like that's something that's a good thing coming from the mayor's office? Here she is being asked about it by, who is this? I, I can't think of this. I'll look it up after the, um, as, he's, as he's talking here, or and I'll tell you after the break or after I play the soundbite. But white journalist, CNN, asking Lori Lightfoot to explain her position, I guess, on this. 
ask you uh, about a lawsuit that you're the target of and acknowledge that you are talking to me this morning and I, by all accounts, am a white guy. Uh, and, and we're doing this interview together. <laughs> on one day, on the anniversary of, of, of mm. your inauguration, you uh, gave interviews to only reporters of color, and you're mm -hmm. being now sued for that uh, on the basis of discrimination. Your reaction? Well, the, the, the lawsuit is completely frivolous. Um, I'd use a more That's colorful frivolous. term if we weren't on TV. But mm. here's the thing. I'm the mayor of the third largest city in the country. Mm -hmm. I'm an African-American uh, woman, to state the obvious. Mm -hmm. Every day when I look out across my podium, I don't see people who look like me. But more to the point, I don't see people who reflect the richness and diversity of the city. So, yes, I started a long overdue conversation about diversity in newsrooms mm -hmm. and coverage. You all are the mirrors on society. You reflect uh, with a critical and important lens the news of the day. You hold public officials like me accountable. You must be <laughs> sure diverse. they do. It can't be that in a, in a city like Chicago, with all the talent that we have, that we can't find diverse journalists of color. Of course we can. What they need is opportunity. And I hope my conversation has pricked the consciousness of the people who do the hiring decisions in media rooms all across the city mm -hmm. and hopefully across the country. we got to do better. Well, well who, who's making the hiring decisions in media rooms across this country, Mayor Lightfoot? Who runs the show over there? Who are the people that are running your local news outlets? Who are the folks that are running CNN that puts the white guy up here? Who are these folks? Are they not white liberal elitists? Are they not? Tell me they're not. I mean, it's, it is as clear as the noonday sun that this is exactly who hired these people. So are we saying that liberals are, are racist? White liberals are, are racist because they're not hiring journalists of color, minorities, folks that look like the residents, the people who live in the city of Chicago. Now, my other question is, if there aren't any journalists of color, how, who, who was she giving these interviews to when she was boycotting? Or discriminating against white journalists. This stuff is just it, look. It, it just no matter what the answer is here. I guess this is the point. The answer is liberals. the The answer is the people who tell us constantly and talk that we're racist. They tell us constantly that that America is racist. It's got. You know, racism is systemically part of the problem here, and we need to rip everything down and start from scratch, preferably or, of course, obviously, with socialism. That's where we need to start. That's what we need to do. But they're the ones, the ones that make this an issue 24-7. They are the ones. They are the ones who would be the racists here. If not enough journalists of color are being hired, it's because white liberals are not hiring minorities. That should be the headline somewhere. White liberal elites in journalism not hiring enough minorities. That's what Lori Lightfoot says. It's not conservatives. I'll tell you that. It's not conservatives don't run these news outlets, Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, MSNBC. Conservatives aren't running the show there. In fact, even if you call Fox News conservative or however you want to cl classify these things. I mean, who, else is, who else is in that group? OAN, Newsmax, 
daily caller? I mean, I, who's in this, this group? Not very many. Not very many conservatives, that's for sure. I got to take a time out. But apparently two days is an acceptable amount of time to discriminate in this country during Lori Lightfoot's version of the purge as it pertains to white journalists in the city of Chicago. I'm going to take a break. Quick time out. Come back and continue the items of the day, things that happened over the weekend. Always a long list of things I want to get to, so we're going to change subjects here on the other side of the break. Sit tight back here in just a minute. back my friends so 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 we are looking here at all the crazy things that um, have happened over the weekend sorry just sending out a tweet i thought i could get out before before the break so i mentioned last of course last break we talked about Lori lightfoot mayor of chicago her two-day purge of white journalists from the chicago mayor's office newsrooms and we talked about the hypocrisy of these world leaders staging photo ops, <laughs> staging photo ops with masks on. The second the cameras are off, they're hugging on each other, Biden's sniffing hair, all kinds of stuff. I can't say Biden's really sniffing hair, but I can imagine being around these world leaders and their, you know, I don't know who else is with these world leaders. Somebody's hair probably got sniffed by Biden this weekend, violating covid rules for sure but what about this it's not only is is there hypocrisy and and lunacy in some places in fact the whole reason Lori lightfoot was being interviewed on cnn was because the well i shouldn't say the whole reason but one of the main reasons was chicago is opening back up chicago is opening back up and so cnn was talking uh, with her about that and they got into other issues as well. But we've got we've got some other crazy things happening within, as you well know, within our, our government itself. The, the Department of – it's not the Department of Justice here, but let me find this article real quick. It's um, the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve – this is from PJ Media – warns its employees not to use – biased terms like founding father. We're not too far from Independence Day. In fact, today is Flag Day. So it's a day that universally that all radical leftists, I guess, will kneel in unison in opposition to America's flag and what it stands for. But today is Flag Day. Today is Flag Day. And here in a couple weeks is Independence Day, July 4th. Founding fathers might get bantered and tossed around, but if you work for the Federal Reserve and you took guidance from their board of governors back in April on how to communicate properly, both in-house and in the public, if you took their advice on that, you would avoid phrases that I'm reading here from PJ Media who's citing uh, this guidance verbatim here. Try to avoid words and phrases that may be considered offensive, pejorative, and prejudiced, whether consciously or unconsciously, as they can distract your audience from the ideas slash information you're trying to convey. So what are some of those terms? Well, how about this? Some of the biased terms to avoid include blacklist, 
because of the word black, of course, grandfathered and founding fathers. I don't know. Is grandfathered being banned? Is that the right word here? Because of the fathered part or is it is it ageism? I don't even know what that one is. It may be a combination of both. Instead of using those terms, employees are instructed to use terms like denied, legacy, and founders. Fed also has said that terms such as whitelisted, of course, for obvious reasons, for the color there, manpower, and man-made, as well as singular generic uh, pronouns such as he, she, his, and hers should be replaced by more bias-free alternatives like allowed, artificial, and pronouns such as they, their, or their. So am, am I to interpret that if you're talking about somebody and you say, he told me last week or she said this or we did that, whatever, and you use the personal pronoun, am I to interpret from this that I'm to assume, since I didn't ask them specifically what's your preferred personal pronoun, that I should use the term they? Or the term there. Instead of hers, it should be there. First of all, do these jokers not understand? I know I've got English majors out here pulling your hair out as you listen to this. Singular personal pronouns are different from plural pronouns. Pronouns that are designed to talk about a group. There is a group. It's a group of people. That's not an, an individual it's she, he, and it's they, right? It's they is a group. If I point to one person and say they, that doesn't even make sense. We are literally, we are literally not just picking different terms that people can and can't use. We are redefining, we are redefining English itself. We are in the process of changing what words mean and how they can be used, who can use them, and in what context. For example, Democrats, when they lose an election, can can launch an investigation into phony Russian collusion nonsense and impeach a president predicated upon that very idea, or at least that's where it started. If Republicans lose elections, you're not allowed to even ask one single question. You'll be shut down on Facebook or on YouTube is where you'll be shut down for, at least that's where I'm being shut down from, simply by asking questions. These folks don't want you to even hear the question. They don't. In fact, I saw too Mayor, or excuse me, uh, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, is gearing up to really be in a PR battle once the audit is released from Arizona, the election audit. Which buckle up for what this is going to be when this comes out sometime this summer. Who knows what's going to be found? Who knows what problems are going to be there? And then who knows how the media is going to spin it? Who knows how, I mean, we can take guesses here, but who knows how uh, the the media will, of course, defend Democrats. They'll say, if there's anything found in this audit that is not desirable for the left, for the Democrat Party, the auditors will be pointed out as being Hired by Republicans, they'll be you know have and they will have been compromising their integrity. This will be a a paid for study and audit by Republicans. Mayor Merrick Garland, I keep wanting to say Mayor Garland, Merrick Garland, Attorney General, is going to have a team of people out there designed to 
well, in my opinion, my estimation, to then engage in disinformation to combat what was really found in this. This is how this is done. You know, this is how this is done. They're gearing up for this. They don't like this. Transparency is not uh, not something that they really want to engage in. They want to, again, preach about it, just like they want to preach about masks. This is the same exact thing. It's analogous for so many things. They put forward the face in the official photo op that has the mask on it, but as soon as the cameras are off, they do whatever they do, violating their own rules, their own preaching, their own requirements, and so forth. It's what they do. They want to talk about transparency, but they don't really want transparency. Believe that. Believe me on that. In fact, if they wanted transparency, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't every state audit its election? I, re- I really have this question. What, what is so wrong with auditing an election? I used to work for a nonprofit. I used to manage a small boys and girls club here in central Indiana. And we were audited. We had an audit. We hired an auditor every, I don't remember if it was every year or every two years, but it was on a regular basis. You would conduct an audit just to have an independent party come in, review everything, and kind of be a stamp of approval to donors and to the community that things were being handled in the appropriate way, that money wasn't being used inappropriately or funneled somewhere else or what have you. It it had been looked at by a a group of people that are trained to find things that aren't, that that are being hidden. What's so wrong? What is so wrong? I would think if you wanted people to trust in your elections that you would, this would just be part of it. The annual or every, every four years there's an audit, whatever, every couple of years, just audit it. This is what we found. You can have faith in your election or, hey, we're figuring, finding out that this was a problem in this particular place. Should be fixed, right? Can we all agree if there's a problem pertaining to an election, how it was run? If ballots were counted, they weren't supposed to be counted, no matter which candidate gets them. If they went to Trump, if they went to Biden, if they went to Pelosi, if they went to take your pick, it shouldn't matter. These things have to be prevented. And what's wrong with having a group of auditors group of voters go through and do this i don't see the the problem oh todd the expense you got to be kidding me the only thing the left cares about what something costs is is if, if if it if it goes to something that's reasonable and logical they're okay with having obamacare cover gender reassignment surgery and passing that on to the taxpayer they're okay with studying. I mean, just look at some of the stuff we spend money on as a nation. They're okay with all that stuff. They don't like military spending, and they don't like spending for election audits. It seems to me that these are actually things that should be in the lane of the federal government, but it's not, not at least not when Democrats are in charge. Anyway, timeouts in order. You're listening here at the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. My friends, by the way, program brought to you in part by our friends at Hayes and Sons. Hayes and Sons is a restoration company that serves homes, schools, and businesses with responsive, comprehensive, 
trustworthy property and contents restoration services. Hayesandsons.com, H-A-Y-S, Hayesandsons.com, or call them, 317-788-0911, com. So this is, um, again, a Monday. We've got lots of things vying for our attention and one of the things that we learned over the weekend is that the media the media is not they they can't even defend Kamala Harris Vice President Harris's trip to her trip to uh, Central America Guatemala Mexico this was as CNN analysts Abby Phillips said, cringeworthy. I'm going to play this soundbite here. Listen to this, by the way. It has some soundbites from Kamala during her trip, which they're not get. You know, it's tempting for someone who's not as skilled at the art of this as I am. <laughs> I like to say stuff like that. But this is, is tempting to say these are gaps. These are not gaps. This, these comments indicate a deeper problem with Kamala Harris, namely the condescension, namely um, the the arrogance and the, the, I think, anger. She's not a likable politician, whether you think she's good or not. And if you think she's good, I, I don't know what you've been reading or watching or listening to. With all due respect, I know there's liberals out there that listen. I would be perplexed on this, but if you think that she's a good example of, of who needs to be leading your party, Democrats, I I don't even understand it. Some folks I can I can get to. I could understand Barack Obama. I could understand well, I can't really understand Nancy Pelosi either, but I definitely cannot understand Kamala Harris. So let's listen to a couple of these sound well, let's listen to this clip. It's the sound bites that played on CNN and then Abby Phillips comes in and describes this in the best possible way that she can. Remember, these folks, what they do for a living is is spin things to favor the the radical left as best as possible. And the best she could come up with was cringeworthy. cringeworthy. Here it is. Bear with me. Just play this. This happens. Okay, here we go. Let's do this again. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I've said I'm going to go to the border. And I, when are you going to the border, the Vice President? The administration has asked. I'm not finished. <laughs> I've said I'm going to the border. Mm-hmm. It's just a little cringeworthy, and um, I, and I know that her allies in the White House and elsewhere are watching it and just kind of wondering what is going on. How poorly did this go for her? Her first foray onto the world stage. Well, it certainly didn't go the way the White House wanted it to go. Really, that's to say the least. That's to say the least. What is this? This first question was it Lester Holt that asked that question? I think it is Lester Holt. When are you going to go to the border? Or you've not been to the border yet? And I've, I've also not been to Europe, she says. Well, yeah, but you're the border czar. 
you're, you're supposed to be fixing the problem with illegal immigration. Do you think that that's coming from Europe? I mean, what kind of response is that? This is so pathetic. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Hillary. Reminds me of Hillary, and she was campaigning um, against President Trump back in 2016, right? 2016, and she was asked a question, and she made some stupid remark. I'm drawing a blank. It's right on the tip of my tongue. I'm going to have to think about it after the break. But she was asked some stupid question. I think she had that orange orange pantsuit on that should not be confused with an orange jumpsuit. But I think I think she was talking about oh, it's around the tip of my tongue. I'm gonna find it after the break. But it just the hypocrisy, the condescension that she's trying to to be, I guess, funny. She's trying to deflect some of this. Not very well. You've not been to the southern border. Well I've not been to Europe either. Okay, um, there's an illegal immigration crisis on the border, southern border with Mexico. You are the immigration czar. You are the border czar. You've been all over America. You've been closer to the northern border than you have been to the southern border. When you go down to the southern border, you go over it into Guatemala and into Mexico. You don't stop there. Seems to be, seems to me that this should be at least something on your radar screen. Just the condescension, the arrogance. What do you say? Quick timeout. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Took me a minute to find this, but remember when Hillary, back in 2000, this would have been 15 before the before the election, the campaign of 2016, when she was hiding emails from the public. Remember this? It, it's, it's easy with everything happening in the world to forget about some of this stuff. But she was asked if she had wiped uh, her server clean. And at some point she said, what, you mean like with a cloth? Remember this? <laughs> I'm going to play part of this. Here it is. Here's the... The FBI believes that you tried to wipe the entire server. Did you try to wipe the entire... So that there'd be no... I love the facial expression. Wipe the whole thing. Well, my personal emails are my personal business. Not if it's being used for business. So so we went through a painstaking process Uh and turned over 55,000 pages of anything we thought Uh could be work-related. Under the law, that decision is made by the official... I was the official. How could it be? I made those decisions. And Uh as I just said, over 1,200 of the emails have already been deemed not work-related. That's right. That's the yoga poses and Chelsea's wedding and wedding dress shopping. If I'd used a government account Uh and I had said, you know, let's release everything. Let's let everybody in America see what I did for four years. We would have the same arguments. So that that's all I could say. No, we wouldn't. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't, I have no idea. That's why we turned it over. So we, you were in charge of it. You were the official in charge. Did you wipe the server? Did you wipe the server? What, like with a cloth or something? No. Well, no. Oh my gosh. There it is. I, what with a cloth? I don't know how it works digitally at all. I do not I have can any. Believe that. I can't believe that. She and didn't know, I know how it worked digitally at all. I want to make a point. All right, enough of that. She did say, well, she did say wipe it with, with the cloth. Remember, she's sitting here. She's wearing her orange jumpsuit again, not to be confused 
Oh, excuse me, the orange pantsuit, which I just confused with the orange jumpsuit, out there explaining to us why she can keep emails hidden from the American people. I mean, this is a massive scandal. Nothing, nothing really materialized from this, although Americans, Americans uh, were made aware, at least some. Their eyes were opened as to just how corrupt and phony Hillary was. The bad, the, the the Clinton family, they they will really stop at nothing. By the way, the person, um, one of the folks that broke a story over the weekend, well, they they passed away. I'm a 45 year old journalist. Um, what story did he break? Bear with me here. I just saw this over the. I'm sorry. That's right, the tarmac. Oz had to remind me. Who broke the Clinton-Loretta Lynch story. Remember Bill and Loretta Lynch met on that tarmac to talk about grandkids or whatever else. A secret meeting. They went into a private jet. Remember this? Secretive meeting. Nothing to see here as well. The journalist who who broke that story, who used to play football at the University of Alabama, Christopher Sign has, um, according to reports, uh, was committed death by committed suicide, died by suicide. That's that's reports. But anyway, point is Hillary here acting or Kamala, I guess, trying to channel her inner Hillary. And the two are, I think, comparable as far as how likable they are and how condescending they are to the American people, to the media. No one asked them any questions. Buckle up for the answers. I got to take a break. Come back and wrap up. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. By the way, you're interested in winning those free tickets to the Justin Moore concert that will happen concert takes place June 25th here actually in just a little over a little over a week or so June 25th Morgan County Fairgrounds to enter to win tickets all you got to do is sign up for our free email newsletter toddhuffshow.com slash subscribe and all listeners will be entered in or excuse me all subscribers to the newsletter which is totally free will be entered into a chance to win one of four pairs. We've already drawn for a couple of those, but there's still time to uh, to, to enter for that. So there you go, toddhuffshow.com slash subscribe. Enter to win your chance to win, to have a chance to win, I should say, Justin Moore concert tickets. I've got to wrap up. Folks, as always, I thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. SDGC tomorrow. Take care. 